0: Welcome to Finance with Factor, a place you can come to laugh and learn from local experts about everything related to the world of real estate. Each week we cover a unique topic to help you understand the mortgage industry, navigate the home buying process and grow your business while maintaining a slice of sanity. Now that he has climbed safely atop his soapbox, here is your host, a senior loan officer with Mortgage Network, Jason Factor,
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of Finance with Factor. Thank you very much for joining me. As always, I hope this has become a little bit of a weekly habit for you and that you are getting something out of these broadcasts, I guess, that I enjoy doing. Um, Each week we have on a different guest, we cover a different topic. Today, I actually am going to let you join the audience as a guest in a pre-recorded presentation that I recently gave to a realtor's office. and to a group presentation with with a room full of real estate folks about points anytime you hear the word associated with lending it gets a bit of a bad rap particularly if you are from a certain demographic or age group because points were something that was fairly predatory particularly back in the day however there are many times that they can make a lot of sense Today, I want to walk you through exactly what points are, how they work, and answer some questions that I keep getting from a number of realtors about ways that, if you're out there, you can actually help points work for you to save you money, increase your buying power, and be a a way to save money in a quickly changing market when it comes to interest rates. So, without further ado, welcome to the presentation. Get to the point. Thank you very much. Um, It's a pleasure to present today. Uh, I love having new members in the audience and people that I haven't met. Uh, Today, we are going to do a very roundabout conversation about points. Uh, Seems ironic, but it actually has come up a lot in conversations lately. I've had a couple of different real estate offices call me and say, so what is with all of these sellers offering up points or offering up seller credits? And why are they doing it? And why does it matter? Are we really back in that market again? Today, I want to talk about why we are and why that can be a wonderful way to structure an offer or even structure your own financing as part of uh, your financial plan when you go to buy a house. For those who who don't know me, my name is Jason Factor. I am with Mortgage Network. I do residential lending. Um, This is the me that I present my family, my wife, my wife, Kat, my sons, Drew, Ryan, and Evan, all very different kids. Um, they keep us on our toes for sure. Uh, for those who do know me, you would know that this is the real me uh, and the chaos that's always around our house. Uh, and it's definitely keeps me on my feet or in this picture on my knees. Um, it is good training for what I do. My job as a loan officer is to keep people calm in what can be a very stressful market, a very stressful situation. Statistically speaking, buying a house is one of the most stressful things you can do. In fact, if you look at a list of the top 10 things that are stressful in life, the financial transaction of buying a new home and moving will hit four to five of the 10 most stressful things you can do in your life. Um, So my job is to shepherd you through that in a way that keeps you calm and builds a financial plan that helps you feel confident when you go to put together an offer. You're going to have to forgive me a little bit with all the numbers today, but I'm going to do my best to keep this high level. The real goal of buying a home, I think the biggest misnomer, and people that know me have heard me say this a thousand times, the biggest misnomer is that when you get pre-approved, you get pre-approved for a purchase price. What you're getting pre-approved for is a monthly payment. Now the key to shopping, particularly in a market like this, which is very much like being on a treadmill that moves in multiple directions, um, the key is not to shop with a generic pre-approval letter for say, in this case, $1.4 million. Congratulations, that's great. The problem is that monthly payment has nothing to do with the goals that this person wants to shop for. So the key in shopping, in my opinion, is to shop based on your goals and a loan estimate that keeps these monthly goals and these out-of-pocket costs in mind. Now this particular borrower wanted to maintain a monthly payment under $4,300 a month and under $3, $300,000 of out-of-pocket costs. So showing them how they maintain that thirty-five dollars to $4,300 a month payment on their budget means that they're shopping in this range most likely. and that's how I want to help them structure their offers, structure the way they search for homes. Can they qualify for a $1.4 million home? Could they get a generic pre-approval letter for that? Obviously they could, but that's not going to help them in their search. Now, when shopping, particularly in a market like this, where rates are extremely volatile and make no sense. The other day I pulled up a rate sheet and (laughs) for whatever reason, the lower rate priced better than the higher rate there was like a weird wave effect within the rates where basically like this rate was, or this rate was priced worse than this rate. We're going to go into the details on some of that. But the moral moral of this is when shopping, the goal is you'll often hear people say I need to call multiple lenders and get a bunch of different rates. Sometimes some lenders can do that for you. It's like having menu items. Now in this case here, whenever I pull up a borrower's profile, I am able to shop among a bunch of different lenders, among a bunch of different rates and programs. As you can see, 87 different eligible programs for this borrower. And I can see we've got a hub of interest rates around here and a hub of interest rates around here. So clearly, I'm going to look at these products, see if we qualify for those, look at the guidelines, and try to determine, is this the best fit for your search? Generally, when I pre-approve someone, I'm not going to pre-approve you with the quote-unquote best rate. I will actually round up pre-approve you, give you some margin of error so that if rates do happen to move while you're shopping, you're not stuck in a position where you're not comfortable. Now, what's going on in the market, um, and getting to the point of this presentation, is whenever you buy a house, you should be asking your lender, what, how much would it be to go up an eighth or down an eighth? Every single time a lender prices a given interest rate, So this is the one we were looking at at 4.875, so four and seven-eighths. And as you can see, at four and seven-eighths, I'm actually giving this person what's called a lender credit of about $3,000. Now, whenever you see banks offering first-time home buyer credits, uh, $1,500, or blank off your closing costs for signing up for a checking account, or whatever it is, what they're really doing is playing with the interest rates. It's sort of like if you go back to grade school, banks are asked to write A-graded loans. So we are given a letter grade of an A market rate at this price. However, as you can see, it's not that much money to go down an eighth of a point. It would only cost this person, I have some margin of error here, I only need to get to a 90 on my number score to get to the next lowest rate. I only have to charge them about $1,600, maybe even a little less if I throw some coupons on there or credits to get to the next lower rate. That's going to save them money in the end. They make up that difference, that $1,500, within a year or so on their mortgage. So if they're in their house for more than a year, they've saved money. And these are the types of things that every lender should be looking at when they are pricing homes. Now, why are we seeing this come back into the market? Why are we seeing borrowers pay points? If I look at my pipeline, nearly 70%, almost up to 75% of my pipeline, borrowers are paying points to lower their interest rate. Why is that happening? Well, there are a couple of key reasons. One, when we pre-approved them a couple of months ago, their rate was probably significantly lower than what it is when they go to actually get their house under agreement today. Doesn't mean that they should be paying points ahead of time, so you hear people say like lock and shop programs where you lock the interest rate in ahead of time, they're basically prepaying that margin that I just showed you. They're prepaying that $3,000. That's what the lenders are doing when they are locking you ahead of borrowing. They're not taking the risks. Banks aren't altruistically saying, I'll guarantee Joel a rate at four and a quarter. Uh, Don't worry what happens to the interest rates. What they're doing is building that margin into the rate and they'll lock you, say, at four and a half knowing very well that rates are at four and a quarter so as you go through the market why are sellers being asked to pay points why are they asking to give seller credits which is basically just saying we'll give you five thousand dollars of credit off your closing costs and you're starting to see realtors ask for this one key reason here's someone buying at nine hundred thousand dollars pre-approved at or with a rate of four and seven eighths now if they buy that rate down for about $5,000 to four and a quarter, you can actually see their buying power jumps about $40,000 for the exact same monthly payment. So if I'm a seller, and I'm willing to give Larissa $5,000 of seller credits to cover her closing costs, she can actually pay me an extra, basically $35,000 to buy my house. That makes a ton of sense. That seems like a multiple win. My, My client, gets the exact same monthly payment, actually technically $2 lower than what they were going to get for a $900,000 offer, but now they can afford to offer 940. Makes a lot of math sense. So financially speaking, they're in a stronger position to make a stronger offer because they've built in that ask of a credit. By buying down the interest rate, they have increased their buying power for basically the same costs as they were working on before. Um, And and that's becoming a very popular strategy. So I I mentioned earlier a client where they were buying a house and the seller was offering a $5,000 seller credit. That is a way to help their client or their prospective buyers increase their offers, increase their buying power. And you're seeing this a lot in offers that are going in today where people are saying, sure, we'll offer you 950, but we want a $5,000 credit or $2,500 credit off our closing costs. It's a simple way. Now, the exposure risk on that is is on appraisal, right? You need to make sure this house still appraises for 940. Otherwise, the first thing to go is going to be your seller credit. Um, But if you're confident the house is going to appraise for what you're offering, this can be a very viable and attractive strategy to save money. Now, the other thing to keep in mind is that rates are about more than just points. So in other words, I made that, that grade school analogy of I want to get an A, teacher, what is it to get the extra credit? You're basically prepaying the interest for a year or two years on your loan to bribe the bank to give you a lower, below market rate. Like in the example we just saw for $5,000, they dropped their rate. What was that? Like six, eight or uh, five eighths of a point. In this case here, the other thing to keep in mind is that there are certain breaking points within mortgages. There's a ton of different loan programs and and things out there. One of the key ones in this market right now is conventional versus jumbo. A jumbo rate is simply one with a loan amount above a certain threshold. When your loan amount is above $647,250, it can be considered a jumbo loan. So the other day I did an analysis for someone and they wanted to know, well, Rates have moved a lot. We're buying this house for, you know, we're making an offer for for $800 $1,000. Would we be better off just cutting what we're looking for by, say, like $100,000? And I did the math and I showed them what a $750 purchase price versus an $850 purchase price looked like. Based on their budget, the $850 purchase price was actually cheaper. Sounds insane, right? Like, why would I buy a house for $850 instead of $750? You'd think if rates have gone up, I should just adjust... The price point that we're looking at to get back to that very first slide where you're, you're shopping based on a loan estimate, not a pre-approval. The key is the monthly payment. By jumping into the jumbo loan programs, they are way better priced right now. So the interest rate was over a point less in that person's example. In this case, a full point less. And you can see the monthly payment is actually less. So for this particular borrower that I was speaking to that was having some second thoughts about their offer. Should we just readjust the window we're looking in? It was actually cheaper for them to shop at 850 instead of shopping at 750. So the takeaways from the presentation is keep in mind that the most important thing you can do as a homeowner, as a realtor, as a real estate professional, don't sell loans, build a team that you trust. If you're a realtor out there, I see so many realtors, that are, that are saying, oh, go for the adjustable rate, or, or talk to your lender about this, or, or do that. Do not sell loan products. I don't do it, and I'm a lender. Um, I present people with the options, and we talk through the, the cost benefit of each option, and the best option can change based on the property you're looking at. So build a team that you trust, whether it's financial advisor, real estate attorney, realtor, loan officer, build a team that you can trust around you to give you those menu items. Maintain open communication throughout the process. Last night, I had a client lose out on their fourth consecutive deal. The realtor hasn't copied me on any of the offers. Meanwhile, I have another client that should have lost out on a deal. I called the listing agent. We spent 20 minutes on the phone, sent them follow-up emails, copied everyone, open communication throughout the entire process. That person got an accepted offer and the realtor flat out said they had higher offers. Um, But they felt more comfortable and confident and the way we presented our offer. And it's because there was open communication and a team approach throughout the entire property our process. I've already spoken about loan estimates and make sure that you get a loan estimate with every single offer that you put out there. Make sure that you know your total out-of-pocket costs, your total monthly payment before you make that offer. Know what your backup plans are so that if something does change, if it's no longer a condo that qualifies for the program, are there other programs or lending options that work? Work with a lender that has those menu items available to you so that you're not going from bank to bank, just knocking on doors, hoping that you get the approval and that they have a product that fits what you're looking to eat that day. Um, and then most importantly, particularly in a market that is moving very quickly, be firm on your monthly payment, be firm on your budget. That is the, Those are the two numbers that matter. The other stuff can change. How much you're willing to offer on a property, it's okay for that to change. Um, That said, thank you very much for your time. If you guys do have specific questions or follow-up items, everyone should know how to reach me. If not, grab the QR code and reach out to me. I'd be happy to connect with you offline. Uh, Thank you very much. I hope that you enjoyed that uh, presentation that I gave to a local real estate office. I'm always happy to give similar presentations. I have a book full of continuing ed, ongoing presentations that I can provide. So if you happen to know someone who runs a real estate office or if you yourself are a realtor, uh, an attorney, or heck, even fellow loan officers and you want to just have a a brainstorming session, I'm always welcome. uh, I'm always open to a call. You're always welcome to give me a call. You can go through things, put something on the schedule, grab coffee, um, or zoom into a, a team meeting and have a conversation about ways that together we can help our clients increase their buying power, save more money, and most importantly, enjoy their home buying experience. Thank you again for listening. Hope you all have a great day and that I get to chat in your ear again next week for the upcoming episode. Talk to you soon.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Finance with Factor. Please remember to like, rate, share, and subscribe. Then if you really like us, unsubscribe, and resubscribe again. Of course, that can be our secret, but it helps our ratings. Have an idea for an upcoming topic you want us to cover? Post a comment. For the full video version of this episode or any of our previous episodes, please find, like, and follow Jason on YouTube or Facebook at Jason Factor Mortgage Network and on Instagram at Finance with Factor. All content on Finance with Factor is self published by Jason Factor. Senior Loan Officer, NMLS, number 1401985. All rates, guidelines, and advice discussed on this episode is subject to change. For a full list of disclosures, visit the License and Disclosure page at jasonfactor.com.